0: all over the country 45 billion dollars for the disaster relief fund supporting our state local and tribal leaders 27 billion dollars for the development of vaccines therapies and other public health response efforts including 16 billion dollars to build up the strategic national stockpile with critical stockpiles and I'm going to we have uh, tremendous supplies coming into the stockpile and You'll be seeing that and hearing about it a little bit because we're doing a a news conference at 5.30 on what's happening. We've had tremendous uh, results on the respirators. We've had great results on uh, just about everything we're talking about. Uh, Boeing just announced that they're going to be making the plastic face shields, the actual shields, which are hard to come by, and they're going to be making them by the thousands a week. And uh, the ventilators, which is probably the most difficult because it's like like building a car. Uh, We will be announcing thousands uh, of are going to be built, and we have them under contract, and uh, we have fast deliveries. As you know, we delivered thousands to New York, and unfortunately, they were delivered to a warehouse, which was good. Unfortunately, they didn't take them, but now they're taking them. New York is now taking them and uh, redistributing them around the areas that they need. So you have also... $3.5 billion to states to expand childcare benefits for healthcare workers, first responders and others on the front lines of this crisis, and $1 billion for securing supplies under the Defense Protection Act. And as you know, I've uh, enacted the act, we've used it uh, three or four times, I pulled it back three times because uh, the companies came through, in the end they didn't need the act. It's been great leverage. I have instituted it against General Electric. We thought we had a deal for 40,000 ventilators and all of a sudden the 40,000 came down to 6,000. And uh, then they talked about a higher price than we were discussing, so I didn't like it. Uh, so we did uh, we did activate it with respect to General Motors and hopefully, maybe we won't even need the full activation, we'll find out. But we need the ventilators. Uh, I said hello today, I called him. Uh, A wonderful guy, Boris Johnson, as you know, he tested positive. And before he even said hello, he said, we need ventilators. I said, wow, that's a big statement. And hopefully he's going to be in good shape. I just spoke to Angela Merkel, and uh, she's quarantined also. She is right now uh, for a period of two weeks uh, being forced to stay in her house. So this is just an incredible situation. Last night, I spoke to President Xi. We talked about uh, the experience that they had in China and all of the things that have taken place. And we uh, we learn a lot. They've had a very tough experience. And uh, they're doing well, and he's doing well. President Xi is doing very well. But we learned a lot, and we have great communication together. Uh, we're going to be sent great data from China, things that happened, that they see, that uh, you know they've had a... They've had an early experience, and uh, we're getting all of that information. Much of it has already been sent, was sent yesterday, and sent to our scientists to to study. So we'll have more on that also. We'll be discussing that at 5.30. Uh, I just want to thank the people behind me. They've been incredible friends. They've been warriors. uh, There's nobody tougher or smarter than the people standing alongside of me. And I think I want to start off by asking uh, Mitch and then Kevin to speak, and then we're going to go through a few of the folks in the room if they'd like to say something. But Mitch, I'd, like, I'd love you to say a few words, because you uh, this man worked 24 hours a day for a long time. This is the result. It's the biggest ever ever approved in Congress, $6.2, billion, $6.2 trillion.
1: So, you know, we used to get used to the billion.
0: It used to be million, then it was billion, now it's trillion. And uh, it's going to go a long way. It's going to make a lot of people very happy. Mitch McConnell, please.
2: Thank you, Mr. President. Let me just say this is a proud moment for our country, for the president, the Republicans, and the Democrats all pulled together and passed the biggest bill in history in record time. I also want to thank Kevin McCarthy and our uh, leaders on the Republican side in the House who helped speed this through to passage the American people needed this rescue package, they needed it quickly, and we delivered. It's a proud moment for all of us. Mr. President, thanks for the thank opportunity
3: you. to be here.
0: I'd love to shake your hand, but Anthony would get angry at me if I didn't. <laughs> so I better not do it. I can't it's so natural. I just want to go back and shake his hand. They have done such an incredible job. Kevin, please. Yeah, I, I do want to start. I want to thank all. Um,
4: the real the real answer to America is we're listening to you. You do your part, and we're going to do ours. And that's exactly what's happening today. What Leader McConnell did was amazing. He made it bipartisan, bicameral. Uh, everybody was involved. I wish we could assign this earlier this week. Maybe there were not be as many people who are out of work. But this will put people back to work. I also want to thank Secretary Mnuchin. You've done an amazing job. And we thank you for that, and all the team that's here. Um, look, as I said in my speech, the virus is here. We didn't ask for it. We didn't invite it. Um, we didn't choose it, but we are going to defeat it together because we're going to work together. And this is the first start of it. The hospitals will get money, the money they need. The Small businesses will be able to hire their employees back. That is a grant. You don't have to borrow from that place. The other businesses get a retention to keep your employees on. Uh, this has something for everything. And to the task force and the vice president, all the work that you're doing with this president, this will be the needed resources you need as
0: well. And so thank you for that. And thank you for your leadership, Mr. Very president. special. Uh, Mike Pence, Mike, could you please say something? You've been working very hard in charge of our task force, and then I'd like to ask Steve to say a few words. Thank you, Mr. President. Thanks for giving me
5: the opportunity just to uh, express uh, all of our appreciation and the gratitude of the American people uh, for the, the accomplishment that's reflected in the legislation that you'll sign in, in just a few moments. Uh, you told the American people that we would do whatever it takes, you called on the Congress to step forward, to make uh, coronavirus testing free for every American, to make paid family leave available. The uh, Congress, with the uh, leaders gathered around us here, stepped forward in a bipartisan fashion and delivered. But today, uh, every American family, every American business can know that help is on the way. I want to thank Leader McConnell for his yeoman's work and really forging a bipartisan bill in the united states senate i want to thank uh, leader mccarthy for his uh, great work but as the president said i also want to thank the democrat and republican leadership across the house and senate this is an american accomplishment mr president it's exactly what you asked the congress to deliver for the american people thank you very much mike and steve mnuchin you know how hard he's been working and steve please say if you would mr president thank you very much for your leadership and for the vice president's leadership You made it very clear to us last week we should think big that this was a war on the virus and that we should have the resources to protect American workers and American business. And uh, I'd like to thank the Senate. It was a great honor, Mitch, to work with you and everyone on a bipartisan basis to get this done. This is going to be a great thing for the American workers. And Kevin McCarthy, thank you for all the work in the House did to pass this quickly. So at Treasury, as I've said, we are committed to move forward quickly And we're going to get money in people's pockets quickly thank you mr president great job steve
0: gene please
5: this is a great day
6: for uh, american workers Uh, protecting american workers american jobs has been a hallmark of this presidency and this uh, bill today is another very important step in that direction it includes uh, unprecedented support for american workers who've uh, lost their jobs through no fault of their own but because of this virus and uh, gives them as near as we could Uh, the same wage they would have gotten through unemployment insurance if they'd been able to keep their jobs for up to four months. I think even more important, it includes uh, $350 billion in loans for small business, but structured in a way to incentivize them to keep their workers on payroll so that those loans can be forgiven uh, at the end of the period. And it comes on top of legislation the president passed uh, signed last week for paid leave for workers who have to be at home because of the virus, Uh, paid leave uh, reimbursed in full dollar-for-dollar to the employer. It's the first federal paid leave law for the private sector ever. And that also was achieved on an unprecedented bipartisan basis. This is the third major bipartisan piece of legislation in three weeks, three bills, three weeks to address this virus. So again, I want to thank the president for his leadership, his commitment to American workers, the vice president as well. And and Leader McConnell, and also my colleague uh, Secretary Mnuchin, who did work so hard you, to help you get this done.
0: Dr. Fauci, you may want to just say for a minute what hit the world. Something hit the world, and the world maybe will never be quite the same. But uh, uh, we're going to make a great place anyway. But certainly uh, you
4: can. Word, you but. Can. Well, thank you, Mr. President. And I want to thank everyone involved in this. This is what America is all about, a bipartisan approach with your leadership, to do something that's sorely needed by the American people. Dr. Birx and I and all of our medical people here are fighting the virus directly, but the virus has an impact on the American people, both directly by illness and death, but also indirectly, because many of the things that we have to do to suppress the virus Has a negative impact because of what we're doing to give them relief economically is absolutely essential. So I feel really, really good about what's happening today. Thank you all very much. Thank you very much. Deborah,
5: perhaps you could say a few words or so about Well,
1: thank you, Mr. President. Um, Dr. Fauci covered it very well, as many of you know. I worked for him and he was my mentor 40 years ago. Um, I think whenever we start with one of these very serious diseases and a pandemic, the President's first goal was ensuring the health of the American people, and that's why we put out these very strong guidance. It's been a pleasure to work with the economic team here because they understand data in the same way. Economic data and health data is very similar in how you have to interpret it in a very granular way. And I think recognizing that the health of the American people is first, but the economic value of the nation is also critical. And I just want to thank all of you for what you've done for the American people today. Great
0: job you're doing, too. Thank you. you. Kevin, please. So just
6: 20 days ago, I don't know that anyone could have imagined how hard we've been hit, uh, medically or economically. But 20 days ago, I don't think anyone could have imagined Congress pulling together so quickly and so forcefully behind what the president identified we needed for this country. Uh, This is a proud moment for all of us. And uh, it's just an example of what leadership can provide here in the White House and then how we can uh, respond as a Congress.
0: So thank you, Mr. President, for your leadership. I'm just saying, as Kevin's saying, that uh, 20 days ago, a couple of days longer than that maybe we had a smooth-running, beautiful machine we had the greatest economy in the history of our country. We had the highest stock price we've ever seen. It went up, I think, 151 times during the course of the presidency. And then we got hit by the invisible enemy and we got hit hard. But it wasn't just us, it was 151 countries, I think, as of the, as of this morning. Uh, and you call Germany and speak to Angela, she's in quarantine and, as you know, Boris was diagnosed and he's positive and uh, all of the things that are happening it's hard to believe what's uh, going on just in a short period of time and uh, because of the talent behind me and lots of other talented government what we've done this is a big part of it obviously but not the biggest part uh, everybody's pulled together our nation's pulled together the spirit is incredible the people have pulled together more than anyone and better than anybody and Uh, They're doing really really well, but just to think how life can change Where you go 20 to 22 days ago, everything's perfect. We're looking forward. I'm saying when are we gonna hit 30,000? I want 30,000 that means more jobs and more everything and then one day we get hit with this thing that nobody ever heard of before Nobody ever even heard of before and now we're fighting a different battle but I really think in a fairly short period of time because of what they've done And what everyone's done, I really think we're going to be uh, stronger than ever and we'll be protected from a lot of this. A lot of the things, Anthony, that uh, we've done now, that we're doing now are going to protect us in the future if this should happen again from testing to uh, so many other even even stockpiles right vaccines. yeah the vaccines hopefully and uh, vaccines cures therapeutics whatever you want to call it it's uh, a lot of progress and I think on that score I think we're making a lot of progress on vaccines we're making uh, perhaps a lot of progress on cures and therapeutics we'll be letting you know anybody else have anything right. right please Fairly. go ahead folks um,
2: I, I would just say I've never seen you shy away from a challenge uh, your leadership um, and your policies and this great team brought America this enormous economy and guess what we get to do it again And this bill is the the next step in that and we can build back this economy with your leadership And, and with the health care team you've got here, too We're doing the right things for the American people and they know that I can tell you that from the ground. It's not easy no, It's not easy. We don't want to shelter in place as Americans. We want to be out, especially in the Northwest yeah. But we know we have to do this for the safety of our relatives and families and our community and our country So thanks for your leadership and the great team you've assembled. Appreciate it very much. On behalf of small businesses, they're the backbone of the American economy. About half the people that work in America work for a small business, and they're hurting out there right now. I'm from Ohio. I'm the ranking member of the House Small Business Committee. And back there, non-essential small businesses are, are shut down. Without this legislation, it's questionable whether they would reopen. Because of this legislation, they now have a great chance of that, uh, and those people that work for small businesses that are shuttered now will be paid. That's really important.
0: Uh, this wouldn't have passed without your leadership, Mr. President. Thank you. Thank you very much. And, you know, Eric worked so hard. You all know Eric. And uh, he was at Steve's side the whole way. And and where is our man? Is Do I see Larry? Yeah, Larry, the two of them. Uh, How about Eric, and then Larry, say a couple of words, and... uh, Well, thank you very much, Mr.
2: President. really appreciate it, and Mr. Vice President as well. So, you encourage your team to be bold, be brave, and go big. And we certainly delivered today. (laughs) $6.2 trillion is tremendous. So, we've made sure that we can reassure Americans that their paycheck is protected, and that their earnings are protected. We've made sure that we can provide significant reinforcement To the American economy as a result of your leadership. And finally, looking ahead to address the virus, we've included significant resources in order to ensure that those therapies and ultimately that vaccine can come online as quickly as possible. So, protecting the public health and protecting the economic health of America is what you've directed
0: us to do. And together with the team, we've worked hard to deliver today. Thank you very much, Mr. President. Steve is going to work very hard on getting the money out quickly and hopefully it can be distributed very quickly, especially when they have
6: some old computer equipment that they have to use. But you're going to work on that very hard. Oh, indeed. Larry, please. Larry. Oh, please. thanks, sir. Just uh, hats off to uh, Mitch McConnell. Did an amazing job, and House leadership as well. And I agree with the bipartisanship. I want to give a special thanks to my friend, Stephen Mnuchin, who I think did an extraordinary job. We were up there helping him out in one spot or another, but he's indefatigable. Got it done. And I'll just say this, Mr. President. A few months ago, this economy was roaring, and we've hit this uh, literally, this bug, this virus, and we will deal with it. And I think the assistance bill here, which does have growth incentives will help lead us back to a very strong economic rebound before this year is over.
0: I think that, too. I think we're going to have a tremendous rebound uh, at the end of the year, toward the end of the year. I think we're going to have a rebound like we have never seen before. Even now, it wants to rebound. You can see it and feel it. It wants to rebound so badly. And, uh, you know, we've had those really big, I guess the biggest ever stock market surge uh, two days ago and yesterday was great. Uh, Three biggest days.
1: President signed that $2 trillion relief law designed to help American business and workers who have lost their jobs. And as we come on the air, confirmed cases of the coronavirus in the U.S. now top 100,000. That's the most in the world. Nearly 1,500 Americans have died, an increase of more than 340 in just a day. Tonight, Miami is imposing an overnight curfew, and Utah, Montana, and North Carolina are issuing stay-at-home orders. That means that nearly half of all states are now telling Americans not to leave their homes. There's a lot to cover tonight, and we're going to begin tonight at the White House with Paula Reid. And Paula, that relief bill passed with bipartisan support, but you wouldn't know it from who was invited to the signing.
7: You certainly would not because the president did not extend an invitation to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi or other Democrats. It's the latest snub in a long-running feud between the top Democrat and President Trump.
0: I've never signed anything with a T on it.
7: The president heralded the $2 trillion bill as a lifeline for the ailing economy.
0: This will deliver urgently needed relief to our nation's families, workers, and businesses. The motion is adopted.
7: The House passed the bill earlier today with bipartisan support as lawmakers were seen social distancing on the House floor and wiping down microphones and chairs. This bill is not perfect, no bill ever is, but it is the strong medicine we need to defeat this invisible enemy.
6: This is a 9-11 moment a time to put partisan differences aside.
7: The law provides billions in loans and grants to small and large businesses. A new poll shows a third of Americans say they or a family member has been laid off. The government will send checks to most individuals of up to $1,200, double for couples, and an additional $500 for each child. The government says the IRS could deposit the payments directly in bank accounts within three weeks but some taxpayers may not get their checks for as long as four months.
0: Maybe they'll change their tune, but uh, we didn't wanna play games with them.
7: Also today, the president invoked the Defense Production Act to require General Motors to make ventilators, saying in a statement that the automaker was wasting time. Earlier, GM said it had reached a deal with Ventec Life Systems to build ventilators at a plant in Indiana. The president's demand comes after he downplayed the need for the life-saving medical equipment just last night.
0: I don't believe you need 40,000 or 30,000 ventilators.
7: At tonight's briefing, the president once again said that state governors who actually want aid to help fight this outbreak, that they need to treat him right. And if they don't, he won't call.
1: Nora. All right, Paula. Thank you. New York is still the epicenter of the pandemic here in the United States and new data from the University of Washington says the state is still almost two weeks from its peak. Mola Lenghi is in New York City and Mola for doctors there it feels like there's no end in sight.
8: That's right Nora we're at the Javits Center here in New York City where the National Guard has spent the better half of the week converting this convention center into a hospital. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo insists this place will save lives now we just received a letter from the chief of surgery at columbia presbyterian hospital here in the city and it says and i quote the enemy is inside the wire and we have to accept there is nowhere to hide every day new york's covid 19 cases rise and so does the desperation for somewhere to put the sickest At least 1,000 beds are also being prepared at the city's largest convention center, where we asked Governor Cuomo about the dire conditions. hospital's obviously struggling in this state. Uh, Doctors, nurses jumping on social media, trying to raise the red flag. It is a grim picture, and it is going to get more grim. The state has just over 1 million N95 masks. They need 20 million. Exam gloves, only 1.5 million stockpiled. They need 45 million and ventilators. New York has 3,000. The governor says they desperately need 30,000. New York's death toll now skyrocketing to more than 500 people, one of them, Caius Kelly, a nurse at Mount Sinai Hospital. We spoke with his sister.
1: He was unnecessary, as well as everyone else there, unnecessarily exposed, and essentially it could have been prevented.
8: The urgency across the country is bordering on desperation. This from a nurse in Atlanta.
7: Call us heroes, but you know, we have families too, and all the nurses are so scared. We don't want
8: to be scared. In Boston, more than 200 healthcare workers are now infected with coronavirus. A cruise ship off the coast of Panama, carrying two confirmed COVID-19 positive passengers, is trying to get to Fort Lauderdale next week. Four people have died on board. In Los Angeles, the floating naval hospital Mercy arrived with 1,000 hospital beds. With the U.S. now surpassing China in infections, New Yorkers like David Bowie, now recovering, are becoming the face of coronavirus. I'm a 42-year-old man, but I was crying in my room. It was very lonely. Well, this convention center-turned-hospital is expected to start taking patients in the next couple of days. Now, we've talked a lot about Americans stepping up to the challenge to help. Here in the state of New York alone, in just 24 hours, 10 Thousand people with medical experience have stepped up to volunteer, bringing New York's total, New York alone, to more than 62,000 people stepping up to volunteer. Nora.
1: So we're saying we're all in this together. It's incredible, Mola. Thank you. The U.S. Surgeon General tells CBS News that New Orleans, Chicago, and Detroit are likely to see conditions worsen next week. The National Guard could be called in to set up hospitals in Illinois and Michigan. And tonight, there's new evidence that doctors are preparing to make tough decisions about who gets life-saving treatment. Here's Dean Reynolds.
2: At the Michigan State Fairgrounds in Detroit, tents for drive-up testing opened today amid word that the week ahead could turn Motor City into a hotspot. At the Henry Ford Health System, a worst case scenario was circulated to doctors of relegating the dying to comfort care because keeping them alive would take away resources for patients who might survive.
1: If we reach this worst case scenario, our overall goal is to reduce mortality as much as possible and provide our limited resources to all of those patients that we think have the best chance of surviving.
2: Detroit Mayor Mike Duggan said every major hospital system is having exactly the same conversations internally. Today it was announced the city's chief of police has tested positive. The president has suggested the need for ventilators may be exaggerated, but in Illinois, Governor J.B. Pritzker took strong issue. At worst, the comments are deadly. In Chicago, another predicted hotspot... spot. Michael Bain is hospitalized with the coronavirus and worried. It was moved to the ICU last night. When he awoke this morning, he said the number of patients on his floor had doubled. To say that the thoughts of dying hadn't crossed my mind wouldn't be true anymore. Dean Reynolds, CBS News, Chicago.
1: A powerful image today from the Vatican, where Pope Francis gave a special blessing in an empty St. Peter's Square was in the rain, and he prayed for the end of the coronavirus pandemic. The virus has claimed nearly a 1,000 lives in Italy in the past 24 hours. Tonight, CBS News correspondent Chris Livesay has an exclusive look inside the ICU unit, ICU unit rather at a hospital in northern Italy
9: gasping for every breath. These patients are in the advanced stages of COVID-19. Ventilators are keeping them alive. But with barely enough of them to go around, this desperate hospital is trying something new. You can turn a scuba mask into a ventilator? Yes, we started yesterday. Doctors are using a 3D printer to modify the mask so they connect to oxygen. It's a quick fix Dr. Francesco Minardi likens to wartime triage. (laughs) CBS News was given rare access inside the hospital's ICU. Before entering, we suited up in our protective gear. COVID-19 doesn't just kill people. It can kill hospitals as well. And right now, this hospital is fighting for its life. Killed in action so far, more than 40 doctors. Sandra Rossi, the head of this ICU, says one of the fallen here was a doctor and a friend. Can you tell us anything about your colleague who died? It was fantastic, and we we, we are still crying. Rossi has a message for her fellow doctors in the U.S. Hurry up.
1: Hurry up.
9: Is the United States ready for the COVID-19 outbreak? If I... No. Christopher Lipsay, CBS News, Parma.
1: Tonight, doctors are hopeful that a treatment for coronavirus may already exist in the blood of patients who were once infected. Blood plasma from those who have recovered can be a rich source of antibodies. Those are the proteins that help the immune system attack the virus. It's actually a century-old treatment that could save lives. Here's our Dr. John LaPook.
3: Julie Thaler has recovered from COVID-19, and her blood may be a lifesaver for others.
1: I kind of walk around feeling like Superwoman a little bit. I'm hoping that I can help people.
3: She feels like a superhero because her blood likely contains antibodies, infection-fighting proteins made by her immune system. Dr. Nicole Bouvier and her colleagues at Mount Sinai in New York have developed a test to detect those antibodies to coronavirus in the blood of recovering patients.
7: In general, people are probably going to have highest antibody levels at like three to four weeks after they first got sick.
3: The FDA has given them permission to take these antibodies, which the immune system makes in order to attack the virus and transfuse them into somebody hospitalized with COVID-19. Why do you think this might
7: work? We have some idea partially from the 1918 influenza pandemic taking blood from one person and giving it to another actually may improve outcomes.
3: The antibody test is important for another reason identifying people who likely have immunity to the coronavirus infection and therefore could consider returning to work.
7: It would be nice to know which anesthesiologists already have antibodies so we could prioritize them to do the breathing tubes in COVID patients.
3: Antibody testing would also help answer an important question. How many people have been infected without knowing it? Dr. John LePouc, CBS News, New York.
1: And now we want to share a remarkable story of survival. You'll recall one of the first major outbreaks in the U.S. was inside a nursing home near Seattle. At least 39 people died at the Life Care Center. Jonathan Vigliotti reports now about a resilient woman who, despite a dire prognosis, beat the odds.
8: Geneva Wood has lived a long and feisty life. The 90-year-old mother, grandmother, and great-grandmother has witnessed wars and recessions, but nearly died from coronavirus.
1: I didn't
5: want to eat. I didn't eat from Monday till Friday.
8: That must have been very scary
9: for you, that moment when you found out your mother was positive. Yeah, yeah. you just kind of think
5: it's a death sentence with her age.
8: Doctors said Geneva was not going to make it.
9: The next day, we were in there saying goodbye. What were the words that you shared, if, if you don't mind sharing that with us? You know,
7: it's okay, you've you've fought a hard battle. I knew that I was leaving them, but I was leaving them with peace. And that I wanted them to know that I loved them and enjoyed
8: them. But she says prayer and what her children gave her in this
7: cup helped.
1: Well, (laughs) potato soup.
7: you know, all my life, every time I got sick, all I wanted was potato soup.
8: She says she was only one bowl of potato soup away from this story being an obituary. She's now back home in a place she calls
7: heaven on earth. And it's super great to be able to reach out
1: and touch my kids
7: <laughs> and give them a hug or give them a
8: kick. A kiss. Jonathan Bigliotti, CBS News, Los Angeles.
1: We need some of those stories tonight. And there is still much more news ahead on tonight's CBS Evening News. The coronavirus strikes at the highest level of the British government. Also, a touching moment of gratitude, how a man thanked a nurse while maintaining social distance. And later, Steve Hartman's been teaching a class called Kindness 101, and from the look of it, he'll be giving out a lot of A-plus grades.